We are all worthy, strong, and committed, and we are ready to go beyond our own limitations. Welcome back, my friends and loved ones, to the Rebel Minded Podcast. I'm your host, Zach, with my co-host, Thor, of course, and I'm here as a friend, a creator, a powerlifter, and a provocateur. And we are here to learn to question the one thing that keeps us from our best, ourselves. Join me as we dive deep to question and strengthen our communication and our vulnerability, create a healthier mind to commit to our goals, and how to give more to our lovers and the world. We're going to face the uncomfortable truths of what it means to be authentically and uniquely flawed, but awesome humans. So, let's get rebel-minded. Also, I'll bring in stories of all things powerlifting, Thor shenanigans, and probably some embarrassing mishaps. Let's do this. It has been a minute. Welcome back to the RMP, guys. I'm your host, Zachary, and we're here to question the mess, make some rebel actions, and start living life on our own terms. Now, I know I've been gone for a while. I apologize for that. I've had my own situations going on, as we all do, and we all sometimes need to take a step back and reassess and make sure we, we know what we're doing for ourselves before we move forward and how we make decisions and what we're deciding to give the world. I think we have to create clarity every once in a while. And that's exactly what I did. And I know it wasn't consistent. I apologize for that. I should still be able to do my work, but I've definitely gotten better. And I appreciate everybody's patience. I appreciate everybody that still listens to this podcast. And I want to move forward in a way that matters more to me than what I saw before. Now, there's been a lot of stuff going on. And I definitely want to talk about it today. I've had my own opinions start to bother me. I've had my own decisions and to, to, to stay silent start to really bother me. And I think I've almost done a little bit of a disservice to this podcast by holding in things that matter just because I assumed that my opinion didn't matter. And it's not so much about how completely right we can be. It's about being how authentic we can be, if that makes sense, right? And so that means speaking our minds, uh, whether it be raw, whether it be focused, whatever it is, speak our minds without fear and not to destroy, not to create revenge, anything like that. It's only to speak our minds, to be our true selves, and to respect the opposition. So there's been a lot going on around the country with all sorts of dramatics. I mean, obviously, the vaccination is at the top of the list. The virus is at the top of the list. Uh, But it filters down into things a little bit deeper. And I want to make a point to that. And it doesn't matter whether you agree with me or not. It doesn't matter to me whether you're vaccinated or not. I think you do what you think is best for you. The only thing that I request from anybody is to do things by choice, by individual choice, and not out of fear, not by the unknown, because we misstep when we make choices made by other people when we listen to other people make choices for us, right? So 
the point I want to get across is us being able to listen to ourselves and make choices that are authentic and real and true to us. <coughs> and true to us so that we can move forward authentically. And that becomes a continuous action, and in which case compounds the effect of living our best lives and fulfilling it to our greatest desires. So let's get into this episode. This is episode 92. We're finally back. To vax or not to vax. There's a lot of crazy shit going on in the world right now, in the country. And I'm going to be straight up. I've never been so able to trust myself and at the same time distrust the people that lead. I think it's important to learn to trust yourself. Who you are what you're after, your own experiences and wisdom should clear the path for you. But shouldn't we also be able to trust our brothers? Up front, I want anyone to know that to vaccinate or not vaccinate is number one, completely each individual's choice. And two, doesn't matter to me which each individual does. I've made my choice, I stand by my choice, and I'm not afraid to live with that choice because I trust my own instincts more than I ever have in my whole fucking life. And one of the best parts about what we built here in America is our ability to have freedom of choice. But do we still have it at this point? Do we have it now like we did before? I can only speculate, and I have a very narrow view because I haven't traveled much, and I only know things from a somewhat privileged perspective, I guess. But first off, what do we know about vaccines? We know that they have helped us for a couple hundred years, regardless of the crude methods they start out to be and what type of world that they came to be in. Vaccines have stopped huge pandemics. They have given life that would have been taken otherwise, right? And even now, we vaccinate yearly against the common flu. Or most of us do anyway, right? But I have, we have a fucking problem, a bigger problem. There's more to this vaccine and this virus that meets, than meets the eye. I'm not here, the RMP is not here to fact check. That's not what I'm here to do. You can do that on your own. But the idea of this community is to question what's in front of us. And regardless of what positions you take, we learn more and make better choices when we understand our opposition as well as chase the facts and determine things for ourselves. We're here to be independent thinkers. And I want to question the fuck out of what is going on here. Look, I chose not to get vaccinated. And what matters is why I chose that position, not that I'm opposite of the ones that did it the other direction. We can grab proof of things that are obvious. Why wouldn't we get vaccinated? Vaccines aren't the problem if they are created with safety in mind. And vaccines have had rare cases of death in the past as well. But I want you to listen to a few things that I found, right? In 2015, there was an article that noted that the cutter, the quote-unquote cutter incident in 1955 involved a flaw in the Salk polio vaccine manufacturing process at cutter laboratories that led to the production of substantial amounts of what was thought to be inactivated vaccine that contained live polio virus. The result has been called, quote-unquote, one of the worst pharmaceutical disasters in U.S. history, with 40,000 cases of polio resulting in 51 cases of permanent paralysis and five deaths among vaccinated individuals, and 113 cases of paralysis and five deaths among contacts of vaccinated 
vaccinated individuals. Now, in that same article, furthermore, in another historical event, it says, in 1976, concerns in the United States about a possible influenza pandemic involving, involving a virus similar to the deadly 1918 pandemic strain resulted in a large-scale vaccination program for the entire country. Approximately 45 million people were vaccinated in 10 weeks with what became known as the, quote, swine flu vaccine, unquote. The U.S. government abruptly stopped the vaccination program when no swine flu cases were detected outside the military base where the disease originated and when an unexpectedly high number of cases of Golan-Barr's syndrome, sorry, I don't know if I pronounced that right, were reported in vaccinated individuals. The vaccine was estimated to have caused approximately one Golan-Barr syndrome case per 100,000 persons vaccinated, resulting in 53 deaths. Golan-Barr syndrome is a rare autoimmune disorder in which a person's own immune system damages the nerves, causing muscle, we causing muscle weakness and sometimes paralysis. GBS can cause symptoms that last for a few weeks to several years. Most people recover fully, but some have permanent nerve damage. Now, both of these came from the same published manuscript from the site of National Center of Biotechnology Information, which I'll link in the captions. Now, then there was, then I pulled from a current evaluation published on October 22nd, 2021 for the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. It says, after discussing the lowering numbers of deaths due to the vaccine, the current vaccine that's going on right now, Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine recipients had a mortality rate of 4.2 deaths per 1,000 vaccinated people per year after first dose, and 3.5 deaths after the second dose. The unvaccinated comparison group had a mortality rate of 11.1 deaths per 1,000 per year. Moderna COVID-19 vaccine recipients had 3.7 deaths per 1,000 people per year after the first dose, and 3.4 deaths after the second dose. The unvaccinated comparison group has a mortality rate of 11.1 deaths per 1,000 people per year. Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccine recipients had 8.4 deaths per 1,000 people per year. The unvaccinated comparison group had a mortality rate of 14.7 deaths per 1,000 people per year. Beyond these numbers, there isn't much to be said for any sort of natural immunity to the COVID virus itself. There seems to still be a certain amount of high rate of deaths in the unvaccinated. And among a few sites that recommend healthy choices in order to better fight off the virus, there isn't much more. Although there is no clarification of how well these healthy choices would strengthen our ability to fight the virus. But we do know that healthy choices create a stronger immunity. Stronger immunity means better fight for infection and disease. So I looked up, just in general, what health practices would do for our natural immunity to any diseases, infections, or sicknesses. The top practices for a healthy, heightened immune system include regular, consistent exercise, nutrient-dense, whole food diets, good quality sleep around eight hours, regulated stress levels, quality amounts of sunlight, consistently being hydrated, and taking, supplement and taking supplementation to cover up the gaps in our nutrition. Now, I don't think there are any obvious facts or proof that verifies that building a natural immune system will 100% make you safe against COVID-19. But I have to ask, why is it not the first recommendation? Why is it that in a country full of unhealthy people, 
eating processed food, moving less, getting less sunlight, not hydrating, being highly stressed, and getting very little sleep, majoritively, what would this have done otherwise, right? And so there are two things that stick out to me that seem absolutely undeniable. And I'm just begging you to listen to this. One, humans themselves have adapted over 100,000 years at least. Our body's built to hold tools, to think quickly and critically, to be fast and strong, to eat diversely, to fuel, to fuel our brains and bodies, to fight infection, and help us survive and evolve into the number one species on this fucking planet. And two, it's only taken us roughly 100 of those years for us to suppress all of those things that keep us from a healthy body and mind and create a good immune system. What up, humans? Are you a powerlifter too? Then why are we not friends? Actually, if you're any athlete, get yourself over here. I need some friends. As an athlete who has goals, I do my best to give my body what it needs to hit my powerlifting numbers. And a 500-pound deadlift is a formidable opponent. And cage muscle supplements are what I rely on to help me hit those goals. Cage Muscle is the cleanest and most effective product line I've ever used for supplementation, and I've been lifting forever. I never feel like my heart will implode and never feel like anything I take is doing absolutely nothing like so many other supplements out there. I train better, I recover better, and I sleep better due to the Caged Muscle products that I use. And to get where I want to go in fitness, Cage will always be my go-to. I don't want to sell you on cage muscle. I want you to feel the difference. I want you to feel cage muscle for yourself. So if you're looking for trying something new and very effective in your supplementation routine, make sure to get 15% off when you use my code HAMSTER15 at checkout. That's H-A-M-S-T-E-R-15 when you check out. Let's go hit some numbers, shall we? Movement of the body has become a hobby. We have an industry of processed food that leaves us starving but overweight due to the calories. We sleep less or more restlessly. We see the sun far less than we ever have and have no adaptability to temperature. We have unregulated stress. We drink more salts and sugars and alcohol than we do water. And we truly, truly have made it harder than ever to enjoy our lives. We're completely out of focus. And the reason I say any of this is because these things are the first line of defense. I don't care what government says. I don't care what facts are out there. The first line of defense against any disease. Vaccine or no vaccine, our bodies were built to survive. They adapted to our surroundings. The body took everything that it could from its environment and made it work to our advantage over 100,000 years or more. And what has been the first and most prominent things said by the government, by the ones who have access to the smartest people, the doctors, the physicians, the virologists, the dietitians, the psychologists, basically anyone that would be a benefit to helping us through a huge pandemic and keeping our mind, body, and spirit in a good place, the ones that together can keep us safe. They said, get the vaccine. They said, wear masks, stay indoors. They said, we will pay you to stay home. And I'm definitely not saying that these were things that were on purpose or meant to hurt us. But what did they say about how it would affect us physically and psychologically? Did they assess what the fear would do to us? What it would mean to be in even higher states of stress due to losing jobs and businesses? Being on unemployment? Not being able to buy food? Being inactive? 
being overly numbed and reliant on our devices for entertainment? Did they recommend anything about making sure to stay active for our mental and physical health? Anything about making sure to get in the sun to get crucial vitamin D? Did they make any assessments on any of this to say anything about building our immunity outside of this vaccine? You would think with access to some of the most highly educated and wise people that they could inform us, lead us in a way that kept us in the best shape possible to handle this issue. And in an effort to bring us together, was there any discussion or contemplation on what it could mean if we didn't get vaccinated? Was there any option for not being vaccinated? Was there any confidence and clarity and support in what it would mean to not be vaccinated? whether we could afford it, whether we could access it, whether it had anything to do with situations in our body that may reject it? Did they create any sort of theory or possible conditions to give credit to the way of the human body and its amazing ability to adapt and pull through such things? I still stand up in saying that vaccines are a good thing at this point, arguably. <coughs> They've arguably saved humanity and at the least saved millions of lives that could have been lost many years before. But are we so stuck in what we can do that we've forgotten what we have done? That before technology, before vaccines, before medication and antibiotics, our bodies were helping us to survive. And this isn't an argument for relying just on the body and natural immunity. It's an argument to say that we've forgotten about the ability of one for the complete reliance on another, the vaccine itself. Now, when we are able to get past the ability of the body itself, what about the intent? What about the psychological effects of what's going on here? How have most people responded to this, to this situation? I would say with fear. I'll admit I was afraid. There was a big bad killer out there and his first name was COVID, second name 19. <laughs> and what did I know? I don't know anything about disease. All I knew is that I've done my best to stay healthy. I've learned the basics of the body. So I truly had very little fear when it came to this virus. Not because I wouldn't get sick, but because I had faith and confidence in my body to fight it, regardless of what was being said. Fear itself can cause a great many things. First off, fear causes anxiety. Anxiety causes high levels of distress, causing the body, again, to be amped up in levels of cortisol. Physiological effects. Yeah. But the biggest thing is that fear comes mostly from two situations. Danger being one and the unknown being the other. And what the fuck did it look like our government was doing? Causing high levels of fear and stress due to the danger of a virus that is killing everyone. Check. Causing high levels of fear and stress due to the confusion of the virus. Leaving everyone in doubt and not knowing what to do. Fucking check. The thing with fear is that it can be very persuasive and highly influential. I feared my dad and stepdad through my whole life. So I did everything that they said. I never questioned or spoke up against them. In fact... That fear lasted until I was about 30 years old, but with most men, not just my father's. I was afraid to speak up against anything, and it swayed my decisions in so many ways that didn't ever feel right to me and led my life in the direction that I never thought it would be in. Is the government using our fear to control us? Maybe, maybe not. But would you put it past the people that label us as dead without the vaccines? The people that still won't assess natural health practices. The ones who still expect us to follow like children, who continue to make rules and keep us more in the dark. Did anyone catch that briefing given by Joe Biden? 
He said as follows, For the unvaccinated, we are looking at a winter of severe illness and death. If you're unvaccinated, for themselves, their families, and the hospitals, they're soon to overwhelm. But there's good news. If you're vaccinated and you had your booster shot, you're protected from severe illness and death, period. Number two, booster shots work. Three, boosters are free, safe, and convenient. End quote. All of this from the White House government page. I mean, is it just me? Or does that seem emotional and hostile? Does that seem unprofessional? Does that make you feel like we are one people? Does that make you feel like we're united? And also, if you haven't checked yet, people are also dying after vaccination. People are getting the virus again after vaccination. And many people have had life-altering complications after getting the vaccination. So let's come back to these questions. Let's just show what we know so far. The virus is very real. Fact. Natural immunity will help. It will always help fact. The vaccine is helpful. Fact. The vaccine has had side effects and deaths. Fact. No vaccine has also caused side effects and deaths. Fact. Expectation and mandates to get vaccinated have been amplified. Fact. No or very little emphasis on natural immunity and health practices has been discussed. Fact. Fear is rampant. So is stress. Fact. To this point, What carries the most weight? Would it make a difference if you had more knowledge of your own body? Would it make a difference if you could see that the government is leaving out a huge potential resistance to this virus? Would it make a difference knowing that if we all took on health practices that would keep us from getting sick, make us feel happy and fulfilled, help us feel energetic, positive, driven, and more resilient? Things that gave us more wisdom and faith in our own bodies. Things that would overall give us a higher average of overcoming this virus and its death rates before the vaccine. We all know that we could be healthier. We could do with far more exercise, less fast food, less stress, more joy, better sleep, more sun, more water, and more fucking balance. To me, we've set ourselves up for failure. And it's been exacerbated by the industries and organizations that sell us these things. If our bodies were built to maintain health to fight off disease, to work optimally with the right environment, food, and exercise, then how did we expect something like this to go? How did we expect a pandemic to go? It's not the facts of this whole situation that bother me. It's the dismissal of truth. It's the lack of questioning. It's the lack of unity and love, and it's the attack on free speech and the cancellation of wise voices, all for one narrative. From me to you, for the sake of of not just our individual strength and freedom, but also for our country, I would beg for anyone to ask these questions to themselves. What does it mean to have our voices silenced, to have the rights specified in our constitution to be pressed? What does it mean for information to be put out for millions to hear and have it deleted so that only one narrative can survive? What does it mean to have leaders that state their own demands rather than the demands of the people, to have the idea of democracy itself suppressed? What does it mean to have a country that continually falls prey to corporations and large organizations that sell us processed food, feeds us numbing medications, and promotes indulgence and drama rather than hard work and independent thinking? What does it mean to be hiding facts and covering up manipulation and bribery? 
What does it mean to keep everyone in fear and out of focus? What does it mean and what would it mean if we stopped questioning everything? What if we followed suit, listened to orders, and relied on people to make all of our choices for us? If we can never think strongly as individuals, we will never think strongly as a society. Great minds think alike doesn't mean exactly alike. It means progressive. It means skeptically. It means methodically, theoretically, and critically. It means great minds work together, not separately. If you're not questioning the state of the union right now, then it means you haven't questioned yourself either, that you're following blindly. None of us should ever walk blindly behind our leaders. Leaders stand with us, not in front or above us. That's a dictatorship. Forever question yourself and question everything, even question the ones you trust in order to prove that trust. Stay strong. Stay rebel-minded, freaks. This is your host, Zach. I'm out. Hey, guys. I hope that all things we've brought here, including the people, have helped you change the way that you see the world. And if it has, then it would help us so much if you leave a rating and a comment on iTunes or give any feedback wherever you listen to the RMP. Thank you for listening in, and don't forget to follow and subscribe. Question everything, my friends.